listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hi, this is Ted Johnson. And before we start today's podcast, I'd like to give a quick shout out to a couple of our supporters. George Shower, who is the Pocono Outdoors guy, has been a friend and advocate of the Fish on Ted podcast and our sister company, Marketing for Guides, for a couple of years now. George broadcasts his own podcast live every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Facebook Live. He then posts his episode on his YouTube channel, of course, called The Pocono Outdoors Guy. Along with being a podcast host, George is also a well-known outdoor writer and outdoor videographer. To find out more about George's services, go to his website at www.poconooutdoorsguy.com. I'd also like to recognize Short Bus Flashers, who is based in Oregon. JT Gillette started Short Bus Flashers just over 10 years ago, and it has become the premier manufacturer of salmon fishing flashers on the West Coast. If you like catching salmon, you need to visit www.shortbusflashers.com and take a look at all the flashers and the hundreds of shapes and color combinations that are available. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you are in our future and you're looking back on when the world was this recorded, well, this is in the middle of November. We're still kind of in this election thing that is going on that um, hopefully we'll get some resolve on. And yes, we still have COVID, but uh, gosh, they just came out with a vaccine. So we're kind of all excited about that, but everybody has to be real careful and we're getting a little spike in the number of cases in the U.S. But uh, hey, we're not here to talk about COVID and, and elections. We're here to talk about fishing. And I have got a guest I've been wanting to interview for probably years. And uh, he has graced us with his time today. I'm really excited to have this conversation. I think you'll really enjoy it. But without further ado, and I'll let him kind of do his own introduction, Bill Carey from Lake Texoma, Texas. Are you there? Hello, Ted, and all y'all out in radio land. <laughs> very, very good. Well, Bill has accolades as long as your arm and up the other one. Um, he is known throughout the uh, fishing community in the state of Texas and nationwide for not only being a fishing charter, but um, doing all sorts of things in the industry. And uh, so I'm just going to let Bill uh, tell us a little bit about his company, Striper Express, and how things are going this year. Well, thank you, Ted. Uh, things are good at the lake. We're one of the lucky ones. Uh-huh. People had cabin fever. Yeah. And they wanted outdoors. Ah, very good. Very good. So, yeah, like a lot of uh, guides that I've been in touch with over the last six months or so, it's, it's kind of one of those feast or famine things right now. And, and obviously, being close to, well, the Metroplex there in Dallas, I would imagine that you've got a lot of people that are retiring their golf clubs and their bowling balls and deciding to go back fishing, huh? You know, it must be. Uh, like I said, we're very lucky. Uh, we've been doing this a long time, and we're normally the first to go during a downturn. Yeah. And really, people had cabin fever. They wanted to get outdoors. You know, there's a number that just astounded me. Texas has an annual boat sales of 37,000 a year. 
They ran out in September at 97,000. Holy mackerel, really? No kidding. That's a pretty good reflection on what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you seeing that on the lake? I mean, are you, are you seeing more uh, recreational craft and, and uh, people running around? Well, that's a good question. One of my guides text on a midweek day in May, uh-huh. and he said, this looks like 4th of July. Really? There was pleasure boats, pleasure boats, yachts, everybody out getting some sunshine. And, you know, we've been around a long time, and we're a pretty good-sized outfit, and we've broken all existing records. No kidding. No kidding. So uh, just <laughs> crazy. For the, the, yeah, for the listeners, you're, uh, you know, obviously you are uh, uh, guiding in, in freshwater on Lake Texoma. How many boats do you run, Bill? Well, I own six of the 12, uh-huh. and I have six full-time captains that have been with me about 20 years apiece. Yeah. And um, I have six other guides that help us and we give the majority of the work too so we've wow. been around a long time wow. and we've got one heck of a lake to back us up yeah you do yeah you do tell us a little about lake texoma if people that haven't uh, heard of it all right well folks lake texoma sits on the northern border of texas and oklahoma the lake is actually divided by both states uh, a good way to put it is this is the old famous history the Red River Valley dammed up. Oh, there's a song about that. Um, <laughs> that's right. A long time ago, it was bad flood control. And, uh, well, I'm going to go back. In 1939, Sam Rayburn was Speaker of the House in Congress, and he got legislation to pass building the dam, which in turn made Lake Texoma. We had two major tributaries that, would flood, okay, down to Texarkana, the Red River, mm-hmm. over to Shreveport, Louisiana, and uh, and then the red turns and dumps into the Mississippi, crosses Louisiana, and we would flood houses all the way down that river from these flood controls. So they had to build this lake. They finished it. It's a very interesting story. It was the largest earthen dam in the world at the time. Uh, they finished it with German POWs helping in 1944. Wow, no kidding. It's been around for a while. The lake itself, yes, sir. The lake itself has 580 miles of shoreline, Uh and it is 90,000 acres. Wow. So when did the stripers get introduced into the lake, Bill? About 50 years ago, we had a biologist in Texas named Ed Bond, and he procured the, uh, he brought the Florida largemouth bass to Texas, and he procured the hybrid striper, which once you get north of Oklahoma into Kansas, up through the states, they call them wipers. That's the hybrid striper. We happen to have the pure striped bass. Matter of fact, every wiper hybrid that is made in the Texas laboratories yeah. are the females, the female stripers come from to our lake. So they put them in as an experiment, and it took off. Uh-huh. And, oh, golly, they put – we've only been stocked twice. And that, in turn, is the secret to our success. We have the best documented freshwater spawn 
of stripers in the United States. It's unbelievable. Really? Holy smokes. And, you know, if you go to your website, Striper Express, or go to your Facebook page, I mean, it is just current photo after current photo of limits of fish that your captains and their guests bring in. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. You know, day in and day out, you're running, what, six boats to 12 boats, and, uh, you know, you're, you're not even close to fishing out the lake. It's incredible. Um, it is a natural phenomenon. They, uh, you know, lakes go have good years, bad years, drought, whatever conditions. But just like even when there's a problem, she heals so fast. We've been around a long time, and I've seen bait freezes. I've seen floods because it is a flood control lake. This lake doesn't go down; it goes up. And uh, she 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 does her job. But the secret to our success is. We have 350 tons of salt that leach into the Red River arm, oh, about 100 miles up the Red River, near a town called Vernon, Texas. Yeah. These salt domes, these salt domes way underground, uh, leach salt up to the surface of the earth, and it flows into the into the valley, into the Red River Valley, and you know, biologists work on fact, no theory, but truly. That much salt is what keeps the eggs buoyant. These fish, <clears throat> they run up river like a salmon yeah. to spawn. They don't make a they don't make a bed like a fish when they're laying eggs. So the egg will float. The females are up river. The males fertilize them, and if that egg floats for seventy two hours, you have a fry. Yeah, and just that two hundred thirty five tons of salt is the secret to why we have the best documented natural reproduction. No kidding. Holy smokes, I didn't realize that. Uh, if, if, you, if you taste the water, is it salty? I mean, is it like Great Salt Lake? No, no, and it's not like brackish water too. You know, backwater's in the bays and you yeah, know, yeah. there's salt water. But it will rest a hook. You'll notice a few things, but uh -huh. not what you think because you're diluting it. Oh my goodness gracious. But that, you know, these fish run up tributaries, so I guess the biggest concentration of salt will be way up the rivers where they run to lay their eggs, and yeah. maybe that is where it happens the best. Right, right. I'll be darned. Well, that's really interesting, Bill. That that's amazing about the lake. Now, you didn't you didn't get your start in life around Lake Lake Texoma, did you? I mean, you found this um, kind of mid career, didn't you? Yes. Uh, I got to tell you, I was lucky. I guess I was uh, in my late 20s. Yeah. I uh, I heard, I read an article in the Dallas paper. By the way, we're just an hour and a half north of Dallas and two hours north of Fort Worth. So, you know, having 7 million people a couple hours away doesn't hurt either. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a good client base. So, yes, I read an article. And I moved down here in 1963 from the Northeast. I knew a striped bass war. So I read an article on the Sunday paper about the striped bass at Lake Texoma, and it's a good story. <laughs> I'm having lunch with a buddy of mine who happens to be years ago from the Finger Lakes in western New York, and we're, we're having lunch, and I'm telling him I just got back from the White River. I was trout fishing, and he got so excited. He said, uh, let's go. And I said, okay, we're young and crazy. We're going to go fishing. We'll call our wives on the, when we get to Arkansas. And anyway, we're driving, this is a true story. We're driving up the highway, and I see a sign that says Lake Texoma. I said, hey, take this exit. He goes, why? I said, take this exit, and I'll tell you why. 
And he took the exit and he looked at me and I said, I just read an article about striped bass here. So there went the Arkansas trip. We drove to the lake and we drove out to the lake and it was 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Long story short, a marina gave me a guide's card and I called the guide and this was a cold day in March when I booked my first trip in 1977. Wow, okay. Well, I don't admit this to many people. I was a largemouth bass fisherman, serious largemouth bass fisherman. Uh I competed. I was self-employed. And I hired my guide. And I go back to my bass club members and go, you're not going to believe what I did yesterday. I went striper fishing at Lake Texoma. (laughs) They went stripers. They're going to eat every living creature in fresh water, aren't they? (laughs) That's what we all thought. And I went, you're not going to believe it. We caught 23 fish. Five of them were 10 to 15 pounds. I said, they're bigger than largemouth. They're meaner than largemouth. They'll fight you to the finish. Mm-hmm. And you get to eat them. And you get to eat them. <laughs> and the rest is history. It's a win. Really? I, I, used, I used my guide for five years. And this is what I don't admit to many people. I got hooked. I lived one hour south of the lake. Uh-huh. And I went with my guide. Not counting the times I went in my boat. I, went, I hired my guide 33 times the first year. Holy mackerel. <laughs> we're a good client. <laughs> buddy i found my future home little did i know yeah so five years later in 1983 i said i'm ready to buy this striper boat you know the sponsor boat here and trade in my ranger that's boat. yeah and i said i'm ready and he said you've been ready and i said well you know i'm gonna make the plunge and see how it happens and i, I moved my wife up here we bought a place and I started guiding. Uh, and that was in 1983. That was almost 38 years ago. Holy smoke. So, uh, 83, you're on the lake then, and you've got a single boat, and uh, you're going out every day, right? Whether you got a, a client or not? That's pretty good. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to put it. <laughs> yes. Uh, this lake is, a, is unbelievable, folks. Um, I got to tell you. And, and fishermen, I know, only fib when their mouth is moving, but That's this is a lake you go catching. You go catching. You don't go fishing here much. You go catching. Uh-huh. And young and old, novice, newbies, they can catch fish. And that's really what helps us in business here. I tell guys every day, there's no learning curve. You can come up here and you can do this. And we're so friendly. We don't protect holes. You know, fishermen will protect holes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have to. The striped bass can be almost, I'm not going to say everywhere, but many, many places. They're a schooling fish. And that's another thing I tell my guys. And they're a schooling fish. And we all know what schooling fish means. Multiple hookups, aggressive fighters, fighting for the lure. It's amazing. Wow. Um, (laughs) It's just been a blast here. I'll tell you more. Just. And and that's and that's twelve months out of the year, isn't it? I mean, you you're not no. having to worry about yeah. the, the runs of stripers here and there. I would imagine you have to go find them at times, but uh, um, they're they're going to be there because it's all kind of uh, landlocked, right? 
Yes, and that is a good point. Yes, folks, we have a 12-month season. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, some of these guys up here don't realize how lucky we have it because we fish. Oh, um, we fish. Okay, I've always had a joke. We fish 12 months out of the year. In January and February, the fish bite better than the customers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have winters here. We're in North Texas. And don't laugh at me, guys. We might have snow one day a year, and it's melted by noon. Right. But, <laughs> and there's no doubt everything's getting warmer. So now people are realizing that our January and February months are our trophy months. So we fish right up to New Year's. And then March 1st, which is normally the beginning of Texas school's spring break. Oh, okay. All heck breaks loose, and we run from March until New Year's, full tilt boogie. It's just crazy. Wow, no kidding. That's amazing, man. So in 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 '83, you were kind of uh, running running your own show and and doing everything. When when did you add a second boat, Bill? Oh, I think it took me about five years. Because about 87, I started asking my clients, how would you like a larger boat? How would you like more boats? Because, you know, we we have a huge corporate B2B business, um, people that are entertaining clients and rewarding the team. So I started thinking serious about 87. Yeah. And then... What I did is I, I sold a company and the funds ran out. And by '87, I had to really get serious. <laughs> and by 1990, I had uh, I had already gone to five boats, and I had a boat built in Naples, Florida. I had a 34-foot aluminum power cat built that was licensed for a crew of three and 20 paying customers. And that boat made a big splash. We ran that for 15 years. We called that the Striper Express. Yeah. And I still have that boat. I still have that boat. It's dry dock. We ran it for 15 years. And um, I got to tell you guys, our niche, our outside the box is the thrill of the hunt with artificial lures. 90% of the guides here bottom fish with live bait. Right, right. And I've been there and I've done that. But. I learned the lake before the live bait came into play. It's kind of coincidental. In 1983, I hired my guide to fish a tournament. We fished it together. And it was, oh, by the way, folks, Oklahoma is right across the lake. So this is a Texas-Oklahoma lake. And the, the, the tournament was out of Oklahoma. Two guys came in from Oklahoma, and they won this thing two days in a row by 9 a.m. And I thought we were placing anyway. And I go over there to congratulate them and i said how'd you guys do it you know if, you might, if i may ask congratulations and they said we brought our own foot long gizzard shad <laughs> and i went live bait i walked away like poindexter scratching my head going live bait it swept this lake in 1983 the year i went pro live bait arrived yeah we had a guy move in from florida in the armory on the texas side and he was a bait fisherman, so he showed us how to throw a cast net. And although although we are 100% lures now, 
we were probably 60, 40, 70, 30 use of artificial 70%, your of the time and not day, 30, whatever. And then it got to where we were grown. And I tell my guys, I don't care how you catch them, just catch them. Oh, really? And then 12 years ago, I moved off the water after 25 years. I run the office. Uh-huh. My 46-year-old son, the head guy, sits right in front of my desk and goes, Dad, I want to do it your way. And I said, what? Because I turned around every customer the last three years back to strictly artificial. Yeah. And um, and he said, the way you've been doing it for the last few years, I said, artificial? He goes, yeah. And I said, okay. And he said, I want the whole crew, the whole company to go artificial. Okay. And I said, we can market that, son. There's our outside the box. There's our niche. There you go. So there's what we use to throw the hunt with artificials. You're in the game from start to finish. You're casting. You're sitting that hook. You're fighting that fish to the finish. And live bait is a great way to catch fish, but that made us different. Out of And by the way, folks, there's 250 guides on this lake. Holy moly, <laughs> it's huge, man. That's incredible. I've been on TV shows. Jimmy Houston goes, how can this lake stand catching this kind of fish Day in, day out, year in, year out. It's the it's the spawn, guys. It's the it's the reproduction. It's a truly natural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's incredible. So you you made mention uh, just a few minutes ago that uh, the 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 company is is uh, has a focus also on B two B trips and that sort of thing. Can you uh, expand a little on that? Oh, you betcha. In 1990, actually, that's when I realized, hey, we're going to have to get serious if we were going to try to dig out a living. You know, Ernest Hemingway, one of my heroes, in one of his books wrote, one of the fishermen's wives said, you told me nobody ever got rich taking people fishing for a living. So I understood what happened. I, I was hurting, and I came up with the idea for the Striper Express vessel. All right. Bought extra boats. We had a local made boat here, like in so many places around the world. You use the boats that are nearby. And we had a local made boat here, and I expanded and I started marketing to companies that, you know, here's the deal you can play golf. Um, like my dad said, if they golf, you golf. If they tennis, you tennis. If they fish, take them fishing. Mm-hmm. So we started going that way. So many of our clients were businessmen mm-hmm. that were, we call them mom and pops, mom and pop charters, family, friends. Yeah. And I started surveying my clients. How would you like to start bringing clients, entertain? And it was so easy. It just, it just, it just rolled into place. It just, it was perfect. So that's what we do. We have a strong B2B. I zero in on that because thank goodness we have all the mom and pops and the, and they're the backbone of our company, but. We like today, we have a 25 man group here fishing. We have a 15 man group tomorrow and a 12 man group, two different companies tomorrow. And then uh, Saturday, this is this tomorrow's Friday. We have them today, we have them tomorrow. And Saturday, of course, everybody knows in the guide business, that's the busiest day of the week. We have another corporate group. So that's another thing, too. The virus scared a lot of people off. Of course, we have to be safe. Mm-hmm. So we had we had 137 charters cancel 
when the virus, when it came out, and they said, we got to be safe and stay at home. Oh, my God, really? Wow. 137 charters. So it was crazy. 30 days, okay, two-week low. 30 days later, we're crazy busy. I asked my office manager, sweet gal, we call her MT. Uh-huh. I said, MT, have, has any of the corporate called that canceled? She goes, no. And I went, let's give them a nudge or all these spring dates are going to fill up. Yeah. So she would call them and you build relationships in this business. Mm-hmm. She calls them and goes, Hey guys, do y'all want to come? And they said, let's go ahead and book it for the fall. Wow. So uh, a lot of those did book for the fall. A lot of them said we had to come back uh, after the first of the year. Everybody's got to be safe and healthy, but yes, back to the B2B. We love it. We offer things like a complimentary tournament style weigh-in. Mm-hmm. So when the guys come in from fishing, guys and gals, of course, you fisher girls are special to us. Uh, they come in, I go down there and I weigh the fish. Yeah. Uh, most charters, most group charters, when I'm weighing the fish, I tell them, okay, while the guys are cleaning your catch, and that's because these are great table fare, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the guys are cleaning the fish, head on up to the party barn and you've got lunch waiting on you. So after lunch, I do the presentation. We take a company's logo and we put it on eight by 12 photo paper. And it says, you know, um, name of your company logo. And it says Lake Texoma Stripe Bass Fishing Tournament. And uh, we do first, second, third place. So after the food eating, I whistle up and I say, okay, you know why I weighed the fish. Here we go. Let's do the award ceremony. And I take third place first and second and first it's a big hit it's still to this day is a complimentary perk we give people That's it's cool. a big hit it's it's bragging right because we take the certificate we frame it oh right really? in the name and weight and date and we frame it and they can hang it on their office wall so what do we all do when we see a fish or something on the wall we talk about it in somebody's office right yeah we do yeah so oh, there's wow. bragging rights the bar's been the bar's been set Little did I know, subliminally, is planting the seed that the bar's been set. We want to go back and beat him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sure it does. Yeah. I mean, everybody's talking about that great trip. And uh, the next year or, or uh, in a few months, they're going to be the uh, the guy on the podium, aren't they? You betcha. And it's so much fun. You know, um, this is so low key. Um, I t- I've taught my guys for years, folks. Everybody's dressed the same. You could have a billionaire on board. Yep. So I tell them, leave, leave your ego at the dock. Mm-hmm. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Never let the tail wag the dog. You're the captain. Catch fish and have fun. If you do this, you've done your job. Yeah. Yep. And we meet so many nice people. Relationships are built in one, 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 you know, one charter. So my guys all have followings. And people call and say, I want to go with Captain Jimmy, Captain John, Captain Mark. And, uh, you know, we even see the same companies year to year. It's just yeah. a blast. Oh, that's awesome, man. That, that is awesome. You know, Bill, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, just sports fishermen that listen to our show. We also have a lot of other guides and charters that uh, li- listen for uh, various reasons. Just uh, uh, and, and, and one of them is just to kind of self-analyze what they're doing in, in their business. If uh, I know you have a grandson. If your grandson said, Grandpa, hey, I need to ask you a couple questions. And you guys go sit mm-hmm. down in a couple soft chairs and 
He goes, Grandpa, I've been thinking about it. He goes, I want to do what you do, right? I am like, that's what I want to do. What advice would you give him? Oh, I've been answering that question for a long time. My answer is make your fortune first. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously, folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, all you outdoorsmen know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So make your fortune first. When he was born, I have two grandsons. My 15 year old came to me and asked, it said, I would like to do. Well, you know, I said, How would you like to do what you like to do? You got any ideas? You know, I'd like to be a guide like my dad. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's fine and dandy. I want you to get an education. Yep. And I said, I want you to leave the lake for a while, and you can come back. And if you're really serious, we'll talk about it. Right. Because, golly, folks, I've been hiring guys since I was 21 years old. Wow. And I've known so many of them that it's seasonal, and so many of them that have to have a second job. Mm-hmm. If you watch your money, you can actually dig out a living doing this year-round. Sure you can, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my my grandson wants to do it, but we'll see. I want him to get an education. He can always come back. Yeah. 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 So true. So so true. So if um if Bill Carey woke up tomorrow morning, and you had this weird dream, and it was so real, right, that you you just woke up, you know, one of those dreams, you feel it, and you go, I don't know if that was real or not, but that was a weird dream, and that dream was, you know. Uh, that Bill Carey has one more fishing trip in him and that's it, right? One more fishing trip. Mm -hmm. If that was the case, where would you go fishing? What would you fish for? And Mm -hmm. who would you take with you? That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. I guess we just have to take it off the top of the head. Yeah. I would go musky fishing. I'm a musky fisherman. Oh, and I would take one of three people. I would take either my dad or Ernest Hemingway yeah. or Ted Williams or Ted Williams, my heroes when I was a kid. Oh, got it. And I'd go musky fishing. Wow. Wow. That, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that sounds like quite a day, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank that you. Sounds like quite a day. That'd be fun. That would be fun. What what what's intriguing to you about muskies? Uh, the fish of ten thousand casts. What can you say? Yeah. If you're really a, you know, I guess I can say it like this. I'm not a fly fisherman, but I get it. Those guys are happy to catch one fish a day. Right. So I go to Canada and I musky fish, and it's so funny. 20 years ago, I had a nephew graduate from high school, and I said, I'll take you fishing. I thought for sure he'd want to go to Mexico, bass fishing. He said, I want to go up Lake of the Woods, musky fishing. I said, okay. up, up north? He goes, yeah. And I went, okay, we'll go. I go up there. It's not musky season. We're throwing spinnerbaits for northerns. Again, I want a chunk and wine. I right. want to chunk and wine. I can catch walleye, and I can eat them, but I'd rather chunk and wine. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I catch three muskies in two days. That's a great of course, we release them. We, <laughs> I know. Well, I got a good answer to that. I go back for five more years before I catch three more. <laughs> oh, no, really? No kidding. <laughs> no, I watch these shows on TV, and I go, how many days did it take them to catch that? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. No kidding. Wow. Wow. I think I, I think I go for musky. You know, I've, I've done a lot of saltwater fishing. 
Yeah. I've done a lot of offshore fishing, and that's fun. Uh, but Michael, on a marlin trip one time, I told the guide, I said, uh, hey, you don't have to stay out for me. Stay out here for me. Let's go back to the reef and bait up some light tackle and catch something to eat tonight. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, isn't that cool? Isn't that- yeah, and you know, I, I tell you what, my best day on salt water on sails was we jumped 21 and we landed 19. Wow. Wow. No kidding. I've been, I, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there and done it. And I love it. I mean, I love it. I'll take you, I'll take somebody, somebody offshore, but for me, give me a rod and reel to chunk and wind in the back bays in the backwater. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I'll be darned. Well, that guy's do though. What, 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 what a great vision that you have for that last trip. That is pretty cool. So what, what's in store for Express in the coming years? Well, I guess I ought to tell you guys, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 68 years old. Okay. So I'm young at heart. I've got my health. Yeah. The same grandson. Kids have big ears. A couple of years ago, I know he hurt his parents. And I'm picking him up from football or something. He goes, Papa, you ever thought about retirement? And I went, mm-hmm. I know where that's coming from. <laughs> 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 and I, I said, Chayden, you know what? I think I did 37 years ago, if you really want to know the truth. Oh, good point. And he looked at me, and he put his thumb on his chin, and he was pondering, and he went, I get it. Really? So here we are, 37 years later, professionally, 40-plus years fishing this lake. Mm-hmm. Um, I made the plunge. I made the plunge, and... uh I've been lucky. I, you know, there's a lot of factors, folks. You know, life. We have breaks. You have to have a little bit of courage. Yeah. And I made this plunge, and I said, "We're going to see if it works. If not, you dust yourself off and you get back after it and go back to what you were doing." Mm-hmm. But we made the plunge. I'd had some good years. I'd made a little bit of money. Made the plunge. Planted up here, and and the rest is history. I, it's the lake. I was doing another radio show, and they said, 37 years, what do you attribute to your longevity? Without a blink, I said, it's the lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ted, this lake is a, I'm sorry, natural phenomenon, folks. It is unbelievable how you can come here and you can catch fish. Yeah. And it cycles. It cycles. You'll have big fish for years, and then you'll have a flood or something, and you'll have numbers for the next couple of years and then they grow big again and it, she heals herself. She's amazing. And it's this lake. It's having 7 million people south of here yeah. and just applying, just applying a little bit of basic business to another profession. That's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. So, so nobody goes through life and their professions all on their own in, in regards to, uh, other people in the industry or people that sponsor you or you're on their pro staff who uh, who's helping you at this point? Wow. Wow. These are good questions. I would say my, my dad's gone, but first and foremost, my father uh, was my banker and anybody that can get interest-free money understands what interest-free money is and you don't burn that bridge and you pay it back. And it helped us grow. Um, Second, the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have a lot of mentors. Um, I can have a guy that's younger than me influence me. I have big ears. I listen. 
Um, you know, I had somebody talk about our customers holding a fish out and making it look big. Okay. And I chimed in on, on social network and I go, well, of course we do. <laughs> that is bragging rights at its best. <laughs> <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> and another guy chimed in and he said, I like the way you roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what I, I wrote on there? I said to another guy, you're not going to believe it. This guy asked me to call him and he gave me tips on what to use, where to go. And I went and I caught fish. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bill Carey, Striker Express. And I just chimed in and wrote below it. It's not any harder to be a nice guy. That's so true. That is so And that is really, that is really probably if you, folks, if you heard what I said, it's not any harder to be a nice guy. If you can't enjoy life, if you can't enjoy what you do, look for something else. And I have found my passion, my love, and my goodness, I just look back and, well, I was nominated to the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. Wow. And I was sitting on my back deck one night, and I, I live in the country at the lake, and I'm watching everything quiet, dusky, dark, and I had what I call my Captain Call moment. Lonesome Dove, Captain Call at the end of the show, mm-hmm. flashes back and revisits everything, and I did, and I went, wow. And I said, how many thousands of people have I met? How many children have I seen grow up, and now, or bringing their own children. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just had a Captain Call moment on my back deck, and I wrote a letter to the Hall of Fame, and I just put, you know, I, I've been lucky. Uh, this could have gone either way, but I, I, I got the brass ring, and I, and I got a ringer, and I threw it, and it stuck. And I'll tell you what, if you just treat people the way you want to be treated, there's a lot of benefits in life. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. What was it? Uh, Zig Ziglar said, um, is famous for saying that uh, if you help enough people get in life what they want, then you get everything in life you, that you want. Oh, Zig. Zig is from Dallas, folks, and he's mm-hmm. he's gone. But he was the, you know, a lot of guys, Andrew Carnegie, but Zig Ziglar was a special man. Thank you for saying that, Ted, because Zig was profound. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. But, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just curious, uh, in regards to maybe celebrities that you fished over the years, do you have any that you can name? Oh, well, I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan, so yeah. I fished quite a few Cowboys, coaches and stuff. Um, oh, I guess everybody remembers the name Ross Perot. Sure. I can name off quite a few, but, you know, you know, they come and go. Like I tell the guys, they're going to be dressed just the way you are. So treat them the way you want to be treated. Yep. Because truly, when you get men and women in the outdoors, we are we are different. Um, nothing crazy different, just different, cut from a different fabric. You think yep. that makes sense? Yeah. And, and, and fishing is a great equalizer, is it not? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you know, I tell guys on the phone. You don't have to play customer golf. It's yep. you against the fish. Yep. And it's a blast. And being in the outdoors just has, you know, I never take it for granted. I don't. I am so blessed. Um, here's a story. My 47-year-old son, <clears throat> I think he's 46, um, 
he didn't want to go to some family reunions. And his mother told me that he felt inferior. And his cousins are lawyers and doctors and college grads. And I sat him down. I said, son, you have yourself in great shape. You have a loving wife. You have two great children. You own your place. You own another place. And I said, it's not all about money. And what I told him is I said, Chris, there's a difference between successful and being rich. I said, we are successful. I said, do you know how many guys are driving down in Dallas right now who are hating their boss, hating their job, eating up with plastic debt, and can't do anything about it, and wishing they could do what we get to do every day? Yeah, exactly. And guess what? He started to go to family reunions. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Bill. Some, I tell the story that, you know, I, I work with, the, oh, a couple hundred plus now guides and charter captains throughout the United States and the world. And one of the things I typically ask when I'm, when I'm in the midst of, of helping them at times, you know, you know what, what did you do before you, you know, you, before you jumped in this boat and took people fishing? And there's the, the most common thing. Now, it's not like 10%, but it's, it, it's maybe 3 or 4% of the, the people I ask that to. You know, they um, uh, say that they uh, were either in law school or practicing law, and they decided that wow. they wanted to have some fun in life. And so they became a fishing guide. It's, it's remarkable. Wow. It's really remarkable how many people have made a lifestyle you know, and, 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 and a life changing move from one direction to another to be on the lake all the time. You know, there's something to that. Uh, well, that was so profound. Uh, I know people understand what you're saying. I sure do. You know, I was a pre-law major a hundred years ago. Yeah. And I didn't have the discipline. Sorry, folks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't have the discipline or the money. I was helping the family. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I went to college, but I didn't finish college. And I fish. Okay, I was at a trade show one night, and we had a blizzard, an ice storm is what we call a blizzard here when the roads get nasty, and everybody started getting out of their booths. And I started running an informal survey: Who took you fishing for the first time? Oh, that's good. And you know, it's a family. It's a family thing. Mm-hmm. It's mom, dad, aunt, uncle, granddad, grandma. And yes, uh, when I joke about make your fortune first, I have an eight-year guide with me who is with. HP for 38 years. Really? I have a IT guy with Fortune 500s, moved around, climbed the ladder, uh-huh. who's 63 years old right. and joined us four years ago. Now, my son grew up with a fishing rod in his hand. <laughs> that was, that's kind of like getting free tuition. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, uh, but, uh, I have a mixed, mixed stable of guides and, uh, Living at the lake and doing this for a living, this is the way I put it, there are sacrifices, but the benefits outweigh the sacrifices. Mm -hmm. You have to watch your money, first of all. Don't get beyond your means and uh, stay out of debt. Company carries debt, but that's part of doing business. But yourself, you know, you can do it. You can do it. You got to just realize that, you know, again, there's a difference between being rich and being successful. True. And we're successful. You got to be comfortable inside your skin. You got to love what you do, first of all. Mm-hmm. One of my mentors when I was a kid, he said, uh, Every man should diversify, but stay with the roots, the basic of what he knows right. to change. 
right. if that made sense. Right. So, yeah, and I've got a couple guys working for me, and these guys are my brain food. Mm-hmm. There's – okay, I'm trying not to be – okay. When you live at the lake, folks, there's a very mixed population. Uh, you have wealthy retired. Uh-huh. And you have what you call lake rats. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so sometimes you're surrounded by maybe a little lower IQ. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk to a bright guy on the phone after I book the charter and go, I say, hey, Ted, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And we'll talk. And if we get off into a good subject and we close the conversation, I'll go, Thank you, Ted. You're my brain food for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Um, You know, what we do, Ted, you're an outdoorsman. You know, we are lucky. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely blessed. Absolutely blessed. But, uh, well, wonderful. Well, well, Bill, hey, man, I want to thank you so much for carving out a little piece of your day. And it's it's always enlightening to, to talk with you because I go back and, I scratch my head, you know, and uh, you, you mentioning the musky trip with your dad and Ernest Hemingway. Um, holy <laughs> folks, man, I'm going to be thinking about that for the next week. What an incredible, <laughs> incredible trip that would be. But, you know, if uh, mm-hmm. we, you know, I, I'm, I'm certain that we've got lots of listeners that are going, gosh, I got to go meet that guy, you know. Um, how how do people get a hold of you to go fishing or, you know, maybe just to strike up a conversation? Um, what how, how accessible are you, Bill? Oh, I'm so easy because I run the show. Um, uh-huh. And thank you for the kind words. That's very, that's very gracious. Um, folks, we're everywhere, meaning Striper Express. And I'm going to make a joke. You spell that with one P, S-T-R-I-P-E-R. Okay. And... Um, We've got 37 years of stripper jokes, yeah. and uh, it is it is it is one P, and we are on all the social networks. Uh-huh. We have people that help us there, and we post very current stuff on Facebook. Sure. Um, we have consultants that post on other five. Of course, we have striperexpress.com. We've been around a long time. You can find us there, and you can always call me because Bill Carey will talk fishing. Yeah. And our number is 903-786-4477. And uh, we're here to talk fishing, fill your needs, and make a, you know, memory-making fishing charter. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Is that's, that's what you sell, is memories. And uh, you do a hell of a job doing it, Bill. I uh, commend you for that. Well, thank you kindly. Again, it's the lake. <laughs> Bill, man, you take care. And, and please, uh, you know, uh, you and your family stay safe and well and uh, continue to prosper as, you know, these crazy times go on. Looking forward to uh, getting together with you at some time and having a, a, a cup of coffee or a cold beverage. And uh, uh, we'll, uh, you know, that'll be a fun day. You bet, Ted. Godspeed to everybody. Wash your hands and take a kid fishing. (laughs) There you go. Very good. Bill, thank you so much.